0: Hey there, fellow truth seekers. It's Jamie Grogan, founder of Solutions for Solopreneurs, an organization dedicated to the healers of the world. We remove the tech overwhelm and the confusion that comes with it. This podcast serves those who need a soft place to fall, a comforting and accepting space to explore the spiritual world. So settle in and listen as our guests share their struggles challenges, and triumphs on their way to entrepreneurship. Hi everybody, it's Jamie Grogan with Solutions for Solopreneurs, and we are continuing our series, Journey to Entrepreneurship. Today, we're talking to Janet. I'm going to allow her to introduce herself in just a moment, but first, I want to make sure that you know you are in the right place. If you stumbled upon this podcast or YouTube series by accident, there's no such thing. I believe that everything happens for a reason, and this podcast is dedicated to those who aren't sure if they can be an entrepreneur. And I want to assure you that no matter where you are in life, no matter what your age is, no matter what your passion project, side hustle, socioeconomic status, it doesn't matter. You have within you everything you need to be successful. Janet, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about
1: who you are, Hey there. I am Janet Mohappy Banks. I am a breakthrough coach for experienced and really ambitious entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for having me here. It's an absolute honor.
0: (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. So the question, the first question I always ask my guests, it's three parts. Who do you serve?
1: How do you serve them? And why do you serve them? Okay. Okay, who do I serve? Um, I mostly work with female, um, like I say, experienced and really ambitious entrepreneurs. Um, I do have, I have had, actually right now I don't have any male clients, but in the past I have had male clients um, and they've been phenomenal as well. Um, But it's definitely the more sort of gentle men, if you know what I mean, rather I'm not the sort of push, 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 go get them type, rip them out by the throat type. Yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. You're not <laughs> me. I'm not you. Let's leave it at that. So yeah, you know, I, I I mostly work with female entrepreneurs who have like heartfelt businesses who are really on a mission to change the world in a massive way. That's who I love to work with. Um, what was the other question? Why? How? What, why? what was the middle? How? Oh, how did I help them? Okay, right. So the how. My how is a really unique process and actually hot off the press is I finally got a name for it. Yay. (laughs) So the Mo Happy Method for more or the Mo Happy Method Method to more. I haven't quite decided on that. I love it. Because we all want more, don't we? We all want more. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you want more. You want to get to your next level and that's what I help you do. Um, I use a mixture of metaphysics and mindset and energy work to do that so there's lots of energy clearings and lots of I say energy healings I don't really like the word healing so much because I don't believe that anybody is ever broken mm. so you know they don't nobody needs fixing right. um yeah but it, you know sometimes we just have like trapped energy that prevents us from moving forwards so the energy aspect of the work that I do helps you to just get over all of that quite easily and naturally the mindset really digs deeply into what is stopping you what is really stopping you because you know we all have these like procrastination imposter syndrome all of that but all of that is a symptom to an underlying cause of what's really stopping you from taking the action that brings in the six figures the seven figures the whatever figures that you're looking for Um, and then obviously metaphysics that's like the, the nuts and bolts of the law of attraction and law of vibration and all of that jazz. So metaphysics and, and mindset go really, really closely hand in hand. Right. Um, and then like, so the energy work, but why do I do it? That's, that's, yeah, that's an amazing story. So the why <laughs> that I do it is that before I became a coach, before I became a breakthrough coach, I was a business coach. Um, and, um, uh, transformational life coach and all of that but the coaching aspect came about because i burned out of my previous career so back in the day um i used to be a luxury cake designer my cakes got sold to people getting married at the ritz hotel in mayfair the connaught basically all the fancy damn places that you know of in mayfair london i was on the on the supplier list for wow and my my, my my proudest one is the Ritz because it was just me and one other person on their recommended supplier list. Wow. And that's, that's a phenomenal achievement.
0: That yeah. is amazing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I was in all the wedding magazines, the imprint um, and the online magazines, international online magazines um, wedding TV, all the, all the things I was like, I was flying high, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I burned out. I got to where I thought I wanted to be, and then I had this, this this, amazing, like, ah, are you sure you want to be here? Are you sure that you should be here?
2: Yeah.
1: Moment. And that seed, as soon as it was planted, I watered that baby. I nurtured the earth. <laughs> it grew and it grew. <laughs> and pretty soon, I was working not from a place of purpose, but from a place of fear. Yeah. Working from this place of, oh my God, what if they find out that I literally just got here by accident, that I've never taken a catering course in my life and I really shouldn't be here at all. <laughs> and as soon as that got into my psyche, I started working like 36 hours shifts, like, you know, sort of literally Thursday to Saturday, working the whole time. I was, you know, full-time parent to two small children at the time as well. I was like being everything all things I like had such a grip of control that I literally strangled the life out of my business and I strangled the health out of myself
2: Mm. and I
1: developed a digestive disorder that left me vomiting multiple times a day like all day every single day oh no five years I went from being an award-winning entrepreneur to being bedridden pretty much oh no and that happened in the space of about 18 months. Wow. Then after five years of vomiting, after getting all my affairs in order, after, um, you know, sort of, because my husband left halfway through as well, leaving my then 11 year old daughter to look after me and her autistic brother. Um, after I'd got everything sorted out for them, then I came across a chiropractor and the chiropractor healed me. She absolutely fixed me. And it was amazing. And as soon as I knew that I wasn't dying anymore, because the prognosis was a slow death by starvation. That was my prognosis. I didn't believe that I would be here for my son's 10th birthday. Mm-hmm. And he's now 14, so yay! <laughs>
0: oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. So and as soon as scary. I know, uh, yeah, it was, it was very scary. Yeah, as soon as I got fixed though, I knew, I knew, knew, knew to the, to the bottom of my being. That I was here to help other women, other people like me reach the levels of success that I had gotten to, but without like the near death experience.
0: Right, right. So that leads me to ask, what is the root of that? What what for you, what was the root of your imposter syndrome? Because like you said earlier, those are all symptoms. So what what was the root of your imposter syndrome?
1: The root of my imposter syndrome was a a lack of self-worth and a lack of self-belief. Yeah. Yeah. And it all comes down to a lack of trusting, trusting my inner being, trusting my inner knowing. You know, and the, your inner self is very closely connected to the, your highest self. Right. So if you don't trust your inner self, you don't trust your highest self. And if you don't trust your highest self, then you can't be guided in the way that you need to be, right. you know, because right. like I start when I grew my coat, my um, cake business, it was completely gui- guided. I completely just sort of fell into it. I really did. It was right. easy, peasy, peasy. Right, right. You but know? it wasn't by accident. No, no. You said it was by
0: accident, but (laughs) I don't believe in accidents. No, I don't believe in accidents either. I don't believe in
1: accidents. So
0: you had to learn that lesson. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, completely. I I just got goosebumps because people don't realize um, Steve Jobs has a very famous um, um, commencement speech that he gave. Um, and he said, you can only connect the dots by looking back. Yes. So that's the only time you should yeah. be looking back is to connect the dots. Not Absolutely. for regrets, not nope. for what ifs, not for anything, but to to look back and say, oh, I see yeah. what you did there. I see what yeah. you did there with the dots. And mm-hmm. that's the only reason. So that's why I asked you, because I want people to who are listening or watching to understand that how wherever the hell that they are in now whatever hell it is you can you can get over it you can like you said nobody's broken but you can get through it um and i just love that lesson
1: yeah oh yeah i mean i've i've been slapped upside the head so many times with that lesson i (laughs) could Me too. (laughs) Me too.
0: My mother used to say a hard head makes a soft behind. (laughs) Yes, yes, for sure. Um, It is so extremely powerful for us women, especially, because I'm not a man. So all the men listening, you got to say, yes, this is true or no, this isn't. I can only speak for the species that I am. I get a lot of feedback from men always saying, well, that, you know, you said if, and I'm like, well, I'm not a man, so I don't want to speak for men, right? But for us women, we feel like we have to do it all.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, it's, it's, the, the reason for that is because we are trained to believe that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But where,
0: are trained. where, did, where did your, um, and, and this, if this is too personal, please tell me but where did your lack of self-worth come from because we come here as children mm-hmm. with the intrinsic value known to us we know that oh, we yes. are special we know that we are worthy and we are here for mm-hmm. a reason it's untaught we are, yeah. we are you know it, what's the diff, what's the opposite of ta- teaching someone you you unteach them or actually you teach them to doubt their self-worth and, yeah, and self-esteem yeah,
1: yeah. yeah you but, unlearned the knowing that you were born to, born exactly. with exactly so how how did how did that happen for you how did that going? Un- hmm. well i mean i know i know in like with my cake business i know exactly exactly the stepping stones that took to bring me from where i was down to death yeah <laughs> near death uh-huh. um, and that was, um, you know, at the time I had um, a husband that didn't believe in me, that didn't want me particularly working, that was jealous of the success that I'd had. You know, mm-hmm. he was jealous of my business award that I'd got. Um, you know, and the business award was um, given by Precious, which is um, an organization in the UK celebrating women of color. Um, so when I got this amazing business award, you know, and I beat out thousands of people to get that thing. His first thing was, well, it's sexist and it's racist. And I was like, whoa. So he didn't even come to the award. (gasps) So yeah. I have to ask, is he white?
0: He is white. Of course. Okay, go ahead.
1: (laughs) Go ahead. And, you know, and constantly, constantly saying, so, you know, you know are you going to close your business down yet? Are you going to do this yet? Are you going to do that yet? You know, and that just erodes you day after day after day after day of that drip feeding of somebody else's doubt. You have to remain unbelievably strong to be immune to that. Right. You know? And when, and do, I, you, when do you get to
0: have doubt? Yeah. Where do you go when you have doubt?
1: Well, exactly. If you don't have, a, have, a, have your partner that you're supposed to be able to go to with that, because you know that as soon as you voice any doubt to him, he'll just found those flames. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then it is hard. It is hard, hard, hard. And what I'm learning now is the power, oh God, the power of a sisterhood. I really am. You know, I'm in like an amazing online space right now. And it's incredible. Yes. It really is. It's, yeah. it's phenomenal. And I don't think I've ever truly had that before. Me
0: either. Me either. And they have all derived from this podcast. Every oh. single one of them have derived from this podcast. This amazing group of women who say, you know what? It's been three months since we had our interview. Let's get together. Let's catch up. I have two calls like that this week who they've reached out to me and said, you know what? I watched our podcast again and we had so much fun. Let's, you know, and, and if you are open to it and you're not operating from a place of, um, compet um, competition, you know, the, Oh, the, what it does for your heart and your Mm -hmm. spirit. It's, it's
1: phenomenal. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as a child, yeah. So as a child, right? So I am one. I'm the middle one of five children.
2: Mm.
1: Um, it goes girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. A bit like the the von Trapps. Yeah. And we don't have the extra two at <laughs> the end. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. But the middle. If anybody out there is a middle child, me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I connect with a lot of middle children. I have. To what say. about me? What about me? What about me? What about right. me? Yeah. Yeah, because the attention always seems to go to the extremities, doesn't it? Yes. Right? And then yes. the extremities learn to, to be the neediest yep. somehow.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I I was the only girl. So I had an older brother and a younger brother. So not only was I always trying to be a boy. Right. Because, oh, Jamie, that's not ladylike. You need to sit down.
1: Yeah.
0: So no, you can't do that because that's not ladylike. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I wanted to have fun. And in order for me to have fun, I had to go with my brothers. Because you're a girl, you don't go anywhere by yourself. So, of course, I was always with my brothers. But in order for me to be with my brothers, I had to be more boy-like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I never got to nurture my feminine side, you know? Yeah. And, and girls were always in competition, you know, That at that age. You know, from 11 to, you mm-hmm. know, dare I say 30. Um, <laughs> You know, they're always like, Oh, look at her, and she thinks she's all that and you know, all of that catty stuff. Mm -hmm. So for you, yeah, that's a bigger family. So there's more of a of a feeling of lost for you. Yeah,
1: no, definitely. And it was always I always felt growing up that it was my job to keep everybody together. Mm. You know? Wow. So I was like the little linchpin. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, like when my parents divorced, it was me sort of at nine years old trying to hold the family together. Um, when my grandmother died, I, I kind of, I, I know the exact moment she died because I could see in my dream, I could see the, like, you know, the fluorescent lights in a hospital? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I could see them going overhead. Wow. And I knew that my grandmother had died before my mother came and woke me up to tell me that she had died. Yeah. How old yeah. were you? Um, then I was 16,
0: 15, 16. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: My, my grandmother uh, died um, a couple years ago. Um, and I was so blessed to have her. You know, mm. I, mean, I was 47 when she died. So I was so blessed to have her, you know, for as long as we did. Um, so, what did that do to you and your family?
1: well again it was me trying to keep everybody together you know because i wasn't particularly upset that didn't go down particularly well <laughs> but i think even then even then i just had this knowing that right. death is just a change of state it's right. it's not an it's not really an ending we cannot right. die for all energy right yeah. Yep. So death is merely a change of state and because I was with my grandmother because I knew that I was with her I could sense my grandfather coming down down the hallway as I was lying kind of in my grandmother's being if you right. like I know that I was there right yeah wow I know that I was there so I I wasn't that upset Like I say, because it was a change of state. So I was, again, the one holding everybody else together because I, in my family, I think I have unique sense of belief. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, and I can see that. I could definitely see that. I sense that um, about you. And before you came on and I saw the picture of you, I was like, oh my gosh, I love her smile. That was a, <laughs> my first reaction before you were, you know, live. And I thought, man, she's got an awesome smile. I love that. I bet you hear that all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so with, with that knowing, um, it's so funny to me that those beautiful attributes that you're talking about you know, holding the family together, feeling like the linchpin, Um, all of those, they're just phenomenal character traits. And yet you still felt unworthy.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because if I didn't do that, then who was I? Wow. If I didn't do that, then what place do I have in my family? Right. No? Wow. That's, um,
0: because... You know, looking back, at least for me, looking back when I was like, you know, I was the peacemaker, you know, mm-hmm. until I turned into the angry teenager at 14. Um, but before then, I was like the peacemaker. I was like, um, you know, OK, I'll do it if, you know, if it's going to keep everybody out of trouble. Uh, I'll confess to it if if it's going to keep my little brother from getting a spanking. Um, you know what I mean? That that was me. Um But that morphed into this martyrdom. Yeah. And this, you know, I'm going to throw myself in front of a train for somebody I just met type Mm. of, you know, personality trait, that people pleaser. Um, Yeah,
1: absolutely. And again, it's expected of women as women we are taught that men are more important than us you know we are taught that yeah you can have the career darling but just make sure that you clean the house and you get the dinner ready and you feed the children and you do da. -da -da. right yeah so we're taught that we have to have it all right we have to you know not we have to be able to achieve it all Right. And actually, what we really want comes secondly. Yeah. Comes secondly. Sorry to to what anybody else expects and wants from us. Right. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: And we have to unlearn that. Yeah. Because it's, it's bullshit. It is absolute bullshit.
0: Yeah, and it's it is so deeply ingrained in us. Yeah. Um, I I fear that there is a um feminist versus non-feminist, you know, debate that goes on, right? And mm. if you just look at the work from home, not work from, uh, stay at home, you know, debate that goes on between women, right? Yeah. Um, your children aren't as well taken care of if you work out of the house.
1: But so, but all of that is a belief system based on, based on your perception of life. right? Yeah. As soon as you judge somebody else, then it means that you cause that judgment. Yeah. That's right. You have created that sense of judgment. So you are really judging yourself. Right. Rather than the other person that you are, you know, saying the worst to.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely correct. So what are some of the struggles after you? Because I would imagine that then you were comparing yourself and your business to what you had. So, so what struggles did you have after that five year and you kind of climbed out of that hole? What struggles did you have leading up to where you are now? Right. (laughs) So. (laughs) I love your giggle. It just gets me every time. You're like, oh, let me tell you. (laughs) I love. (laughs) <laughs> if you are listening to this podcast, you've got to go and watch the video. <laughs> Hilarious.
1: <laughs> so, right. So I, like you say, I came out of the hole and I knew, 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 knew with a capital K-N-E-W that I was here to help people have the success, like I say, but without, without the, without the sacrifice, success without sacrifice. There you go. Somebody should trademark that one. Right. Right. Because it's like, again, as women, we're taught that we have to be this sacrificial lamb to everybody else. Right. Yeah. And that's who I became. And that's what led to my burnout, led to my downfall, if you like. Yeah, so when I came out, that was the goal, right? This is what I'm going to do, and I knew exactly how to do it. And I have a notebook somewhere um, that has stepped out exactly the way that I'm going to do it. You know? Wow! I was like right, okay, and I, it was just like that out. And then, <laughs> then I came online, and I was like, oh wow, oh wow, everybody's doing it slightly differently. So mm. Let me just check out the way that they're doing it. Oh
0: no. Oh no. Exactly. Oh, no.
1: Exactly. So,
0: Harrison is the thief of joy.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. And at that point it wasn't really a comparison. It was just, well, let me just check out how to do it then. Oh, let me just let me just check out that bit. Oh, let me just check out that bit. And whereas my cake business was literally I just followed the joy. I just followed the joy, and it led me to the top of my career really quickly.
2: Yeah,
1: as well. I might add. Yeah. Where, but the cake, the coaching. When I started in coaching, I started with joy, and then I was like, "Oh, oh, let let me just have a, let me let let me just test this one out. Let me just buy this course just to see what's going on in it." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, I've done so many courses. I've had oh. so many coaches. Um, <laughs> I've had so many coaches <laughs> that unfortunately have taught me the, the way that I don't want to do things. Yeah. I have invested multiple five figures learning how I don't want to do things in my yeah. business. Yeah, um, And yeah. the most expensive one um, literally took me from having regular clients, having you know good regular income, to being completely client free for, you know, sort of nine, 10 months. <gasps> yeah, but th- that, that five-figure investment and that well-meaning coach was what I needed to slap me back upside the head again and get me trusting myself.
2: Right, right.
1: Yeah? Yeah. That was what I needed. Yeah. And I know that's what I needed. And because I went to her to fix my business, right? You know, I, I want to be there and I'm not quite there yet. Fix this. Right. Fix this so I'm there quickly and easily. And you know, <sighs> say that again. Fix me. <laughs> and as soon as you do that, as soon as you go to anybody with this needy energy of fix me, everything's going to fall apart in my experience. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: completely agree. And, um, I, and I'm going to just say this, and you, people who listen and know me know that I don't pull punches. The people, the coaches who do that and prey on their potential uh-huh. clients' fears, shame yeah. on you. Mm-hmm. And it happens to me at least twice a week. You aren't where you are in your business, I can help you get there and fix you. Mm. I can fix your business. And so yeah. I I can read you a message that this particular coach sent me. And I've actually, you know, I I went after her because I was like, don't friend me, and 30 seconds later, send me a message saying, oh, I see that you're not where, you know, you're not at six figures yet. First of all, how do you know anything about my business in 30 seconds? And second of all, how in the world are you going to help me help my clients after 30 seconds? You don't even know who my clients are. And yet you're telling me, And because that's what I said to her. I said, I said, you know, normally when people friend request you and then send you a message, they're pitching something. And she was like, oh, well, that's operating from a place of fear and doubt. What I said to her. And I was like, really? I said, actually, it's coming from a place of experience. I said, I can send you screenshots of all the people (laughs) that do exactly what you're doing. So it's not like, you know, and she was like, well, you know, that may be the case, but I really want to form long lasting relationships, really, by starting off the relationship saying, you're broken, let me fix you.
1: (laughs) Does that work for anybody? (laughs) But it does. It does work. And that's why they do it. It does work. Yeah. it does work, but it doesn't it doesn't fix anybody it keeps this dynamic of parent child of of healer and and ill person right. of you know what i mean the balance is out the right. balance is out like you know like the coach that um that completely broke my business <laughs> <laughs> oh bless helped her you um, helped you break it <laughs> Helped me break my business. Yeah, absolutely. She helped me break my business. And and full, you know, it's all on me. I'm claiming full responsibility for that. Right. Absolutely. It was nothing that she did. She just said, right, this is the strategy that you have to use. If you don't use this strategy, you will fail. If you don't use this strategy, you are coming from a place of fear. And I was like, no, no, it's just this strategy doesn't resonate with me. Right. It doesn't feel good to me. Right. And anything that doesn't feel good isn't going to work. Right. It really isn't. And there's a difference between not doing something because you know that it's just not right and it's not integrity, in integrity with you. Right. And not doing something through fear. There is a difference. There is a different feeling in your being, in your body. Yes. So as soon as you can work that, the difference out, that is crucial. Um, You know, I'm, I'm so much more discerning now. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's what, that's what working with that lovely lady taught me. Right. Oh, discernment. Yeah. So she taught me discernment. She taught me, I don't need fixing. She taught me that nobody else knows my business like I do. And your clients. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And your clients. Because people do not realize when you are in the coaching space space, especially if you are in the healing coaching space, then you have to trust yourself you have to trust yourself if you don't trust yourself you are not you are doing a disservice to your clients
1: oh yeah absolutely so what what was so ironic right so here i am i've got clients and i am telling them right dig in deep go into your heart space feel your truth be your truth and then and they'd get, you know, amazing results. And then I'd get off a call with them and go into my own coaching space and be told, right, you've done that wrong, you've done that wrong, you've done that wrong, you need yep. to do this better, you need to do yep. this, you need to do that. And so I was going, Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Because I was trusting her more than I was trusting me. Right. If I'd have just being my own client, I would be so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, me too. I've been there too. And you think you
0: traded the yeah. husband? Yes. The same thing. Yep. That yeah. your coach did because yeah. and for me, I'm I'm like coming out of that now. I have a mm-hmm. I have the most amazing coach, and she has a group coaching program and a Facebook group that I just adore. Um and I, I'm having, I am ha- i shouldn't say I'm having the best time because right now it sucks because I'm like in that darkness and I'm like, you know, fighting, fighting through it, you know, because there's some trauma that I'm really trying to deal with and root out so that I can have more joy in my life. I'm not saying that I don't have joy, but I want more, like you said in the beginning. I want more joy. Um, but what people don't realize is that nobody has been through exactly what you've been through. Nobody. So you are uniquely
1: qualified
0: for your clients.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's nobody but you that can be that perfect person for them. Exactly. Exactly.
0: And that, that uh, just makes me feel so warm to know that I'm, saying to people like right now someone's driving listening to us and saying you know what i that's why i feel this pull yes cuz i know that I, mm-hmm. I i know is it subconsciously or unconsciously but that i am the the person that can help those people you know like tony mm-hmm. robbins he he has millions of people but they're really are only, I'm going to say, a small percentage of people that he truly helps. Yes. He puts people on the right path. But, and the same with Grant Cardone, the same with all of those big gurus. You know, Mm -hmm. my goal is never, ever, ever to be that big to where only the elite people can afford me. That's just not my goal. I I, I don't have that goal. It's not to say that I don't want to be well off. I'm listening. Tell me. <laughs> it's
1: a yet. It's a yet. You don't have that goal yet.
2: Right. Right.
1: Yeah. But that's not to say that you might not have that goal. Right. You know, further down the line. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's very
0: true. We are all works in progress. All oh, absolutely. Progress. All the time. So tell me right now in your business, what is something that just brings you so much joy? Something specific.
1: Something specific. <laughs> All right, I will tell you about something very specific that happened this morning.
0: <laughs> Yay! I love yeah. it.
1: Right. So this morning, um, my well, one of my clients, um, she sort of it was just like a throwaway comment, something about you know wearing a mask because of covid and all of that and how she found it really difficult because you know she experienced trauma um in her earlier life and she'd had all this like scar tissue in her nose and she found it really difficult to um to breathe in yeah. these these masks yeah and i was like okay so first of all the majority the majority of people who find it difficult to to breathe in a, a fabric or, or paper mask it's a psychological issue not a physical issue
0: 100 so
1: percent. kind of need to yep. sort out the psychological first yeah absolutely yeah yes. and it can be a trigger you know i mean <laughs> okay that's that is another story <laughs> you don't even know that because that's in my brain <laughs> okay so i'll say really quickly right this is just a snapshot And then I'll come back to the actual story that I'm telling. (laughs) So, uh, way back when in my early 20s, um, I was raped by my first husband, the first person I was legally married to. And he covered my face and he put me into, like, just squashed my face into the blankets, yeah? Yep. Yep. And raped me. Um, And so, yeah, there was, you know, like things covering my face. Yeah. I wasn't all up on that. Right.
2: <laughs> it right. It's a no. Point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But then you've got to realize okay, well, that was one little incident. How many other times have I lived that that hasn't happened? How many mm-hmm. other minutes of, of a day has that not happened? And you realize that actually the minutes of the day where I haven't been suffocated have far outweighed the time that I was.
2: Right. Right. You know,
1: yeah. and you just sort of have to get a bit of a, a logical, rational rational thought behind that deep seated emotion that is locked into cells and right. then you know burst it all out of the cells as well so my client <laughs> she had this thing where yeah like i say you know like she was punched um, and she had a broken nose and you know she and that was years and years and years ago dealt with all of that but she still found it quite difficult to, to breathe in this mask yeah. um so I was doing healing work with her like and I just call it magic because it is magic when mm. you start just sort of going
2: yeah yeah
1: is what it looks like my, my children just look at me like that <laughs> 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 and so you know I just shot her a message this morning and said oh by the way how's your nose feeling <laughs> yeah and she was like oh it, it's really good it's really yeah. good. It feels so much more open, so much clearer. Yeah. And I found this new mask and it's really easy to, to breathe in now.
0: Ah oh, that- wonderful. Yes. See yes. that
1: that kind of magic that
0: that yeah. hits
1: me. It really does. Yeah. That's,
0: you know? that's beautiful. Um, so what do your what do your clients overall struggle with? Is there one like overarching?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and it is, it's the self-worth. It's the self-worth, self-belief. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and these are smart women. These right. are really, really smart, intelligent women that are bringing in the monies, you know? Yeah. yeah. But they get stuck because they, they go to a certain level of belief and then in order to get to the next level, you have to develop the next level of belief before you get the financial level of belief. Right. Yeah. Right. You have to get in the belief and then you get the evidence of that belief. Right. Right. Yeah. One thing I know about imposter syndrome is that imposter syndrome occurs where your level of success exceeds your level of belief.
0: Mm. That's it.
2: Right.
1: That is it. So as soon as you raise your belief, you raise your confidence. As soon as you raise your confidence, then you actually stand in a completely different way that commands more attention. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Then you are open to receiving more. Right. You know, and like with my clients, we work on all aspects of their being, you know, so their vision, their money, their perception of the external world, their perception of themselves, you know, we really concentrate on unapologetic self-love and self-acceptance. Because mm. um, I'm one of these strange people that don't really go in for forgiveness. Ooh. They go for forgiveness. Because forgiveness implies that there's been a wrong doing. You've been wrong. If you have to forgive yourself for something, it's implying that you've been wrong. But what if you've never been wrong? Mm. What if every single step of the way, you've been absolutely in the right place, doing exactly the right thing to get you to where you needed to be? Right. Yeah. Right. So it's acceptance. Yeah. This was a really shit time. And yeah, maybe, maybe I put myself in that really shit time. Right. I accept myself even though I've been through it.
0: Right. I right.
1: accept it. You know?
0: Yeah. So, so making, and now I don't even want to say bad decisions. Yeah. It was just yeah, There's no good. There's no bad. It's all a perception. Right. So just making decisions doesn't equate to you made a mistake.
1: No. no.
0: I like that. I like that a lot because then it takes the negative connotation off of your past. Yeah. So, because it's it's funny because I some of the trauma that I'm dealing with is a custody battle that I went through Um, nine year long custody battle Um, and domestic violence, you know, it was ugly. Um, But I always felt guilty going back to him that last time, like that very last time, if I had just not gone back, then my girls would not have had to grow up the way that they did and blah, blah. blah. And so I'm always, you know, feeling like I did so much wrong to them for that Mm -hmm. decision. And that is something that I'm working with my coach on. And I know a lot of people struggle with that Mm -hmm. because my girls now, 24 and 26, are the manifestation. Like I can literally see the things that they're doing and I'm like, oh, that's a self-esteem problem. What are you doing? You're beautiful. Don't put up with that shit, you know. And so then, of course, I go back to falling on my sword as the martyr, you know. (laughs) Say, oh, if I had just not gone back when she was four. (laughs) She's 24 now.
1: No, you can't. That's it, you see. And the longer you stay, like, focused on the past, that's the life that you're going to keep repeating. Yes. Because that's what's in your psyche. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You just need to go back. There's no need. You don't need to do anything. You can choose. You can choose to have a look and say, wow, okay, so it's that stepping stone that took me to here. Like we were saying before about Tony, about Steve Jobs. Yeah. Steve Jobs and the steps. Yeah, Right, right. That's right. Yeah? But I truly believe, I truly believe that everybody always does the best they can in that moment, absolutely, with the knowledge, skills, and understanding that they have. Absolutely. Say that again,
0: because I need <laughs> to hear it again, and the people listening need to hear it again.
1: Yeah. Everything that has happened in your life, I truly believe you have always done the very best you could with the knowledge, skills, and understanding that you had at the time. And it is accepting that. Right. It is accepting that as fact. Right. And saying, right, but now I know better, I can do better. Right, right. I love it. I love it
0: because for someone like me, especially who, you know, grew up saying, I'm going to be the best mom, I'm, I'm not going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then to have, you know, everything happen the way that it did and I felt at fault and now... And even though, you know, you kind of know that, you kind of know that you did what you thought was best at the time, but embracing it is something different. Yeah. Knowing it and then saying, okay, I'm embracing that because number one, I can't change it. There's absolutely no way for me to change it. And Um, number two, if I don't, it's going to continue to be something that I repeat in my life, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: because yeah. it can't help but it can't help but be that it can't right. help but repeat, because that's where you're putting your energy. And you know we are mathematical beings, and we all work on physics. Right. It's it's a it's a cause and um what's it effect. Yeah.
0: Cause and effect. Yeah. Cause
1: and effect. Exactly.
0: So it, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction.
1: Right. You focus on an orange. All you see is orange. <laughs> right. right. Wow. That's amazing. If you, want, if you want to focus on green, you go to where green is. Mm. Yeah. You put your mind where green is and you think, okay, green, 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 green. And what happens? You just get surrounded by green. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, one of the things that I'm working on with my coach is manifestations. Tell, tell me how you feel about um, manifestation.
1: Every single moment of every single day, you are manifesting your life. Because like I say, it's a physical reaction. You can't help but do it. You can't help it. It's constant. It's absolutely constant. So the difference though, is that there are certain people like myself who are consciously creating the life that we want. Mm. And that's what I help my clients to do. We consciously create the success, the money, the, the relationships, the whatever, you know. I mean, for my clients, it's it's money generally, money um, impact, and the legacy. You know, we we are building legacies that will last way beyond any of us are in our physical beings. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Right now, I'm trying.
0: Tell me if you do any mirror work or shadow work. All right. I love that (laughs) laugh. I I just can't.
1: Okay, so mirror work. Mirror work is amazing because you look at yourself right in the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. You look into your very, very physical being. Yeah. And you love yourself completely. (laughs) And unless you do, the world will see you in the way that you see yourself, basically. Yeah. If you don't see yourself as lovable, if you don't see yourself as successful, if you don't see yourself as being this amazing, amazing being, having an amazing experience in this human reality, right. then you're not going to live it. Right. You just won't. Right. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. Shadow work, shadow work is going into all the nitty gritty about, you know, all the dark side, the dark side that you're hiding in. Yeah but you don't need shadow work if you're just full of love and acceptance.
2: Right,
0: right,
1: and, right?
2: So,
0: oh, and so I'm so full of anger that that's why I'm doing the shadow work. Because right. I literally, oh, especially when I'm driving, I have the worst road rage, the worst. But I'm figuring out that it has to do with me wanting control and and things being unfair and and me thinking you know the world has done me wrong and right
1: but that's all you living in your victim isn't it (laughs) isn't it (laughs) you know that it is (laughs) and you don't have to live there right you don't have to live there right you just go, yeah, I'm really fucking angry. Sorry, is that okay? Right. Swearing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> fucking yes, 100%. I am really, really angry, and I'm fine with that. I am fine with being angry. Yeah. Being angry doesn't take away my feminine, you know, right. bits of being me. Right. Being angry is fine because all emotion is supposed to flow through you. We're not supposed to hold on to things, mm. right? So when we hold on to things, that's when, that's when we are literally shouting at the f that just cut yes. us up again. <laughs> yes, right? Yes. Because again. That, that, <laughs> that's when we have decided it's okay to let our anger out. It's okay to let our anger out in a car as we're driving along and nobody can be hurt by by the anger that we are feeling, right? right? But what if what if we are allowed to feel the anger and let it pass through us and then when something annoys us in the real world, we're able to rise above that situation and go, you know what, actually, I'm about to be really, really, really angry with you because... I am feeling this way and I am feeling that way and actually expressing the way we're feeling to the people that mm. actually need to hear it, <laughs> then the road rage will diminish because it won't be in a little pressure can of you. Right. Yeah. yeah? Right, yeah. Because awesome. your pressure can will have already just gone, oh, it's got yeah. little holes in the bottom.
2: Right, right. So it
1: can't, the pressure can't build.
2: Yeah. So
1: release. Yeah, there's it. nothing wrong with being angry. Nothing wrong with being angry. There's nothing wrong with being sad. There's nothing wrong with being just, you know, irritable and frustrated and all of the emotions. We are a full spectrum beings. Right. It is necessary for us to feel all of the emotions and not feel bad about them. Mm. Again, like my beef with shadow work is it, it, for when an awful lot of people teach it and do it and you know all of that they put themselves in this situation of just looking at the bad let's just ex- in you know investigate the badness of us where we're hiding out yeah and what you what happens is when you start doing that to uh if you do it constantly then that's where your energy is right and as we are Mathematical beings always, always attracting the things that we are a vibrational mathematical match for. Right. If we're constantly in this seeking the shadows, we will stay in the shadows. Right, right. Right? Yeah. So that's my beef with shadow work. I focus on where you're going, focus on where you want to be. And then when these shadows come up, you go, oh, hi hi there. Oh, it's good to see you. What are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to show me today? Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what my coach
0: said is to say, thank you for reminding me that this, you know, whatever, whatever, but I don't need that right now. That's not exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love it. Janet, this has been amazing. And, um, I can't believe it's been almost an hour already.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) i can talk like this forever
0: (laughs) me too too. and i just love hearing people's stories and the way that they're having such a positive impact on the world so tell us how people can get in touch with you all of that stuff do you got five minutes to
1: Right, (laughs) i'm not gonna need five minutes okay so if you are new to the personal development world then I highly recommend that you get my book. I don't have a copy with me because I did, I thought this interview was an hour later and so I wasn't at all prepared. So it was just like slap, 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 and now I'm here. So I don't have my book with me. Just pretend I'm holding my book. It's called Habits for Happiness. Um, You can get it on Amazon. And it is a really good starting point. It's a starting point of personal development of, you know, we go into a little bit of manifestation at the end there as well. But it's just building up really good habits for elevating yourself from, from aloneness to uh, yeah to getting better, to feeling better about who you are and everything like that. So that's Habits for Happiness by Janet Mah- Happy Banks. It's got a bright yellow cover um, and it's available on Amazon is In the bestseller list has been ever since it came out, which I'm totally proud. Of. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. Um, and if you want to, you know, investigate working with me, then you can find me on um janetmohappybankscoaching.com that's my website. Um, and I'm on Facebook, and there is only one Janet Mohappy Bank, so. <laughs> truly, <laughs> truly, there is only one.
0: I love it. Oh, Janet, this has been amazing. I'm going to put all of your information in the show notes so people know how to get in touch with you. I'll put a link to your book. Um, And I just want to say it has been amazing sharing time and space with you. Oh, you
1: too! honestly, it's, it's been, it's been a blast. It really has. I've enjoyed every single second.
0: I know me too. And I just, I'm going to remember your smile forever. So (laughs) I just want to say thank you for that. Your clients are truly blessed. So thank you very much.